Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. The team in Portugal is an international team. The work is diverse. Glenn with the camps, Barring Hakel with the Portuguese side of the work down there in the Algarve, and Mark and Judith, who are here with us this evening. Mark pastors the International Church, which draws people from all around the world, and he has got a great ministry there. Aroldo and Emanuela are quite north, almost 100 miles north, in the church planting ministry, and a young man from Cookstown. Jeff Ferguson has just joined them recently, and I ask you please to pray for all of that work. Of course, the work of Acre International is not just Europe. It's also in uh, Brazil, the northeast of Brazil, the dry, arid part of Brazil, and then the great Amazon and the state of Acre. And we thank God for all of those who over the years have stood by this work. It's a testimony to God's faithfulness to us. As we finish this evening, it's not my intention to preach, but just to leave one little verse, a verse that is oftentimes at the head, punctuating a missionary prayer letter. The words of the Apostle Paul as he wrote to the Thessalonians and said these words, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the Word of God may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. I remember years ago where I used to go to church, there was one man in the meeting, he was quite vocal. He uh, oftentimes shouted, Amen, praise the Lord, sometimes at the wrong time. But when the preacher said, finally, he always shouted hallelujah because he knew it was (laughs) near the end of the sermon. I think when the Apostle Paul said finally, it wasn't necessarily the last thing he wanted to say It was the fundamental thing he wanted to say. This is the purpose for writing. Finally, brethren, pray for us. You will find in the book of Philippians in chapter 2, right at the beginning of the chapter, Paul also said finally, and went on to write that chapter and another two chapters, which indicates that when a preacher says finally, it guarantees nothing. As we finish up this evening, having listened to Mervyn and also to Glenn, I'd like to leave this appeal of the Apostle Paul to you in this way. When Paul said, finally, brethren, pray for us, it was a confession of his greatest need. He wasn't appealing for friends to join him in the work. Oh, how much he needed those friends. Paul wanted to go to Asia and Bithynia, He could see the fields white on the harvest, and the laborers were so few, and he longed that people would come and join him. But in this appeal, it was not for friends. It wasn't an appeal for funds. Oh, he needed funds. God's work is not done without funds and support. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul, when he wrote to the Philippines, it was a thank you letter that he He was writing to them to thank them for the gift that had encouraged him. My friend, can I say how all of us are grateful for those who stand by the work as supporters. Thank God for friends who support the work. However, Paul was confessing that his greatest need was the need for prayer because what I find 
that it's oftentimes the prayers who are the goers. It is oftentimes the prayers who are the givers. And therefore, when the Apostle Paul was appealing to them for their their prayer, it was that sense of involvement in the work of God that God would touch and constrain hearts to go and to give to the work of God. I remember many years ago, back in the late 50s, attending prayer meetings for Acre Gospel Mission in the Presbyterian Hostel. I didn't know that God one day would put his finger on us and ask us to go to Brazil, but it all started just because we started to pray. And therefore, when Paul said, pray, why, it was God then to say go. As a matter of fact, over there in Matthew chapter 9, when the Lord Jesus said, pray ye the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Chapter 10 begins by the Lord Jesus calling the very ones whom he had commanded to pray. My friend, if you begin to pray for the Lord's work in India, Russia, Spain, Portugal, do not be surprised if God asks you to take another step. It was Paul's appeal. It's a confession of his greatest need. Not only a confession of his need, it's Paul's demonstration of the cooperation that there is in the body of Christ. We can't all be goers, but we can all pray. As a matter of fact, if you read this little letter of the Thessalonians, you will find in chapter 1 and verse 11, he said to the Thessalonians, we pray always for you. It was a sense of assurance. Can you imagine that infant church receiving a letter and being so encouraged to know that this mighty apostle prayed for us? How reassuring that was for him. But Paul, having assured, him, assured them of his prayers for them, he now appeals for their prayers for him. Us? Pray for him? Yes. I remember one day traveling on one of those pioneer journeys on the tributaries of the Amazon. We stopped at a place, a place that we'd been traveling for a number of days, and we'd come to the end of a tin of powdered milk. And not wanting to throw tins into the river or into the forest, I, I wasn't sure what we should do with an empty tin. We had stopped at a little settlement at the side of the river, and and this lady, I could almost feel her looking, not at us, but looking at the tin in a covetous look. And I said to her, quite relieved, I said, would you like the tin? With a broad grin, she said, I would love the tin. An airtight tin for her in the forest to keep sugar in or salt in. Why, it was a godsend. So she took the empty tin. And in a few minutes' time, she came back with an enamel plate and uh, half a turtle on it, all covered in blood, and, and gave me the half turtle. I said, Senora, how much does it cost? No, 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 it doesn't cost anything. You give me the tin, I give you the turtle. But listen, the tin didn't cost anything. Let me, no, no. And then she said to me in Portuguese, O Senor, thank you for entering in this life, a gente precisa de uma mão para lavar outra. That is, young man, in this life you have to learn that you need one hand to wash the other. You give to me, I give to you. When I left her, I thought how true that is. I don't do many things with my left hand, but when it comes to washing the right hand, I need the left hand. My friend, that's exactly how it is in the body of Christ. For those who go and for those who pray, it's one hand washing the other. It is support in the body of Christ. And just as Paul assured those Thessalonians that he was praying for them, he appealed 
Finally, brethren, pray for us. It was the confession of his greatest need. It was the cooperation of the body of Christ. Can I say finally? It was his absolute confidence that our God answers prayer. My friend, can I say this evening, when you read this New Testament and you find the church of prayer, in Acts chapter 12, when the church began to pray, God began to move. Uh, Herod lifted up his hand against the church. The church lifted up holy hands to God in prayer. And you read Acts 12. When the church began to pray, chains began to break. Angels began to stir. Prison doors began to be opened, and iron gates began to yield. Why? Because the church was praying. My friend, can I say, we have confidence, not in our prayers, but in the God who answers prayer. The God who answers prayer. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the apostle Paul is in Asia, and he said to the Corinthians, brethren, you know how we've been pressed out of measure to the very point where we're despairing of death. But he says, you also helping together by prayer unto God for us. He was in Asia. He was writing to the Corinthians in Europe. And from distant Europe, as they prayed, they were helping Paul in Asia. My friend, can I say, that's why we appeal for prayer this evening. Friends, we need friends for this work. Funds, without funds, this work can't be done. But prayer is a confession of our greatest need. It is a cooperation that is demonstrated in the body of Christ as we all join together in this great work of the kingdom. And it's our absolute confidence tonight that the Lord of the harvest is answering prayer. Let us all pray. Our Heavenly Father this evening, how we thank Thee that God is still on the throne. The people around our world may rage, and the people imagine vain things. The kings of the earth and the rulers of this world take counsel together against God and against this Christ. But thy word tells us that you are on the throne. You have declared the decree. This is thy beloved Son. Our Father, we ask of thee this evening that you will bless those whom you have sent, and you are sending across the street or across the world. As they take the great message of the gospel, God grant that there may be an ingathering of precious souls for the kingdom. So, our Father, bless all that has been done and said here this evening, the testimony of the work in Spain and the work that you're doing in Portugal. Bless Glenn and be with them and all the camp and keep them safe. And God grant that the good seed sown over these last weeks in the hearts of these young people may bring that bountiful harvest these things we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and for his sake, amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org donate.